everyone. My name is Dina, and you're listening to Slavsvite, a podcast about Slavic languages. This is going to be a season on smaller Slavic languages that I don't think we talk about enough. So I decided to dedicate them some time. And the first one is Rusin. Honestly, I've heard about it before, but never really knew that there are actually two versions of it. So naturally, now that I know that, I'm going to be making two episodes instead of one. But before that, let me just say how happy it makes me that this community is growing. And if you wish to support the show, you can donate by clicking the link in my Insta bio or going to buymeacoffee.com slash Thank you very much. Okay, so let's start with Rusen number one, or as it's called, Pannonian, or in some German literature, Yugoslav Rusen. Rusens moved in 18th century from today's East Slovakia to today's Vojvodina, Serbia. The cities where the majority of Rusens live today are Novi Sad and Ruski Kostur in Serbian or Ruski Kirestur in Rusen and Vukovar in Croatia. Now let's talk about the origin of this language. There are three theories about that. And since I don't speak Slovak nor Ukrainian, I'm going to let you guys decide which one you like more by yourselves. So the first theory is that this language is a variety of Ukrainian spoken in the west of the country. And this makes sense, actually, because there is a dialect in western Ukrainian that is actually more similar to Rusin than to the standard Ukrainian language. Beside that, the alphabets of these two languages match, let's say it like that. The only thing that Rusin is missing is a letter E, so the Latin letter E, which is present in Ukrainian, but otherwise everything else is there. However, if you look at the phonological development, There are some pointers that lead us to believe that a West Slavic language had an influence on the basis of this language. So one of the examples is the GLTL group, which is still present in Rusin as well as in Slovak. So you have MIDLO in both languages for SO, while for example in Slovene it's MILO. There is no Rusin on Google Translate, so I can't say that this is for sure. However, since Kridlo is a wing in Slovak and Krilo um, is in Slovene and in Serbian it's also Krilo, I imagine something similar, something like Kridlo is to be seen in Rusin as well. The third theory is that Rusin developed from a dialect spoken on the border between today's Slovakia and Ukraine. And since this language is rather small, there aren't that many researches done on it. However, we can say with certainty that Serbian and Croatian later has a massive influence on this Pannonian version of Rusin. So let's start with morphology. Locative, which is the case that expresses location of something or something that's been talked about, has an ending E in Rusin. However, more and more people use the Serbian ending U. So instead of saying O živoce, 
about life, they say o životu or tsu. I'm not sure about that because, yeah, sources. Then looking at the syntax, the conjugation da, which means that, instead of je, and the construction da plus verb in the present tense instead of infinitive is being used a lot. So instead of saying gledalo se je, they say gledalo se da. I am not really sure how to translate this properly, but it's it's like it was meant to be done in that way or it was meant to be done like this. Going back to the characteristics of Rusyn, let's not forget the stress. As in Polish, which also supports this whole West Slavic theory, the stress is fixed to the penultimate syllable. Another thing that supports this theory are the reflexive verbs. So in Rusyn, we have mitsche. So the enclitic reflexive pronoun is being used just as in Slovak, umitse. To wash yourself. But in Ukrainian, it is the suffix that expresses the reflexive action, so mitisya. For those of you who are not familiar with reflexive verbs, it's basically the way of expressing the action that you're doing to yourself by yourself. Then again, the lack of the verb to be in nominal sentences point to the East Slavic origin. So, moj otec nastavnik, my father is a teacher, and the situation is the same in Ukrainian and Russian, by the way. So in Ukrainian, it's mi batko vchitel, whereas in Slovak, it would be moj otec je učitel, with the verb to be connecting the two nouns, so otec and učitel. There are a lot of Hungarian and German loanwords in Pannonian version of Rusyn, but most of the vocabulary is built on the Slavic rounds. Orchard Slavonic, Ukrainian, and Serbian had by far the biggest influence on the vocabulary of this language. Now, um, it's up to you to decide which theory you prefer. I myself am not sure what to think. But next time, I'm going to be talking about the Carpathian Rusin and its characteristics. In the meantime, you can always write me if you have some suggestions, ideas, wishes, <laughs> complaints on Instagram under Slavstvitya or on my email slavicteaparty at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.